0: Good morning. As a teacher, I thought often about these words on a school poster. Every child has the right to be respected, the right to dream, the right to be loved and cared for, gifts that should be recognized and valued, the right to achieve their God-given potential, and the need for unconditional love. I know that not only children have these rights and needs, Our Monday evening guests have them as well, as so do all of us. So I pray that our guests will feel respected, be able to dream, be loved and cared for, valued for their gifts, and most importantly, be unconditionally loved. My job each Monday evening is to be a welcoming face for our special guests. I try to be present in the lobby every Monday evening so our guests recognize some of the same helpers each week. I want them to feel comfortable and safe. It's gotten to the point that they expect me, and if I'm not there, they question, where were you last week? (laughs) After I missed two consecutive weeks, Mike told me that missing two weeks is not allowed. (laughs) Jokingly, he said he was prepared to give me a pink slip. Being there each week helps me build relationships with many of our guests. My job is an easy one greeting each other one with a smile and friendly welcome and then as they leave reminding them that we're glad that they came. See you next week they say. I want to be willing to listen if they want to tell me something exciting or sad or fun or whatever they want to share. I want to make time to listen to their stories. Last week a young adult asked me if I could be his therapist this week. His therapist was on vacation he said. I told him I don't think I'd be a very good therapist. He said, don't worry, all you have to do is listen, nod your head, say yes and no, say yes and okay. So I listened and he was happy. Some of our guests just need a shoulder to cry on, a person to pray for them, or a friend to laugh with. Gandhi said, you may never know what results come of your actions, but if you do nothing, there will be no results. Helping at the community meals has grown on me and I feel encouraged each week. I have learned to love this time. Notice I said I have learned to love it. It was not a comfortable or easy task for a long while. Little by little with mentoring from Ernie and Lois, Patricia, Roger and Rosalind, Dwight, Todd, Samantha, Don, Elisa, Roland and Dottie, Bob, Glenn and Annabelle, and I'm sure I missed some, I started to feel more comfortable and realized each one of these guests are God's loved children. The guests encourage me with their gratefulness and appreciation for the meals. Some tell me that they love coming to this church because we have yummy and good quality meals. Most of our guests are respectful. When I would open the doors at 5 o'clock, they would charge in even before I opened both doors. The next week I said to them, can you wait till I open both doors? Now I don't need to remind them. They remind each other to wait. Our guests are loving, encouraging, and supportive to each other and also to us as well. They continue to ask about my wrist and ankle months after the cast was taken off. They care about others even in their great need. By the way, I would love to have a helper with me in the lobby. Please let Kate, Rhoda, or I know if this is something you feel like you could do. Like I said, it's easy. You just have to put a smile on your face and say hello. Um, It wouldn't have to be every week either. Once a month would be great. I pray that we can continue to offer our guests quality meals, a homemade meal that shows our respect to them, a meal that we would be glad to serve our friends in our homes. I want our guests to feel that we treat them with dignity and value the, each person. Mother Teresa said, it's not how much we give, but how much love we put into that giving. I hope we can continue to show that love each Monday evening.
1: Rushing right from work to help out at a community meal on a Monday feels really hectic, but as soon as I'm there, I'm glad. It's fun to work together as an East Chestnut team, and you get quick snatches of time to learn about the person on the line next to you. I also enjoy meeting our neighbors. I got to know Mike, who used to be one of our trash haulers, and learn about that grueling work and the strange things that people put out in their trash. In the brief exchanges going down the food line, I learn about a lot of challenges facing people in the city. Housing, employment, the need for medical care. In the face of all that, I hope our meal provides nutrition and energy, comforting flavors, and gracious interactions. That no matter how fleeting, we're looking our neighbors in the face, seeing the face of God in theirs, and treating them with respect and dignity. Eliana and Delaney, what do you get out of the meal?
2: I get to see how everyone is unique. When I'm there, I feel included and helpful. Everyone has a job to do, and I can do mine. I get a little bit of
3: happiness every time I go.
1: What do you get out of the meal, Eliana?
3: Oh, I get cookies and hot chocolate. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun with uh, when other kids from
1: church are there. <clears throat> Tell me about someone you've met there.
2: One of the workers comes over from Turkey Hill, and he's... Nice to everyone. One gentleman plays, played on the piano and it was really good and we all clapped.
1: What about you, Eliana? Who stands out to you?
3: Um, there's a woman named Rose and she's really nice and she talks to me and is very friendly. There's another guy with cool nail polish and there's one more guy with really cool tattoos that he makes himself.
1: What do you hope for this meal?
3: I hope that
2: Uh, I hope the people who come get to have the same things we do, a nice day, good experiences, and good food. I hope the meal keeps going, everyone
3: cooperating together, and getting to bond together. I hope the guests like our food, and I hope this church can keep giving people food.
4: Morning for the Sal Burgers. Um, so we've not helped serve the meal, um, mm-hmm. but we have helped make the meal a few times. Um, so Abby and Ethan have learned how to be super fast, professional peanut butter and jelly makers.
1: And
4: sandwich makers. And, sand- and sandwich makers. Um, we're often, as many families, very busy on every night of the week. Um, so being able to come in early on a Monday... Um, These two get to come because I don't like to leave them at home by themselves, but um, it's been a lot of fun and a really cool experience. We talk about our food privilege and our home a lot and how we get to have really cool meals. We don't have to think a lot about how much we spend on our food. I can shop at Central Market, and the opportunity to serve at Community Meal um, has been eye-opening for me especially um, and for the kids to just see, like, well, this is what we were given, These are the rolls that we were given. This is the peanut butter that we use. Um, Oh, we use this cheese on our sandwiches, too. And it's neat to see what we can pull together um, from what has been given and what we can purchase and just show the kids. Like, not everybody gets to, you know, have the same thing and just learning how to be thankful for what's been presented. We can't be picky. We have to eat, you know, what's here. Um, So, Abby, what... What has been fun for you about making um, some meals for people? I think it's probably been working together with other people. Okay. Ethan, what about you, bud? Uh, It's probably been, like, unwrapping the bread from the bags. (laughs) He he really did enjoy that last time we made sandwiches. (laughs) Um, What about... um, what has been something that you learned about the food that's been given?
3: It's probably that it's usually like sandwiches and people are lucky that they at least get to have that. Right?
0: I feel like it's usually ham and cheese or peanut butter and jelly.
4: <laughs> that's what it's been when we've done it. There's also there's also soup too. Um, so, yeah, as we're, we're a little less prepared for this. We've had a rough week. <laughs> um, but we've really enjoyed being able to to participate, and I'm, I'm often nervous about new experiences, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like it. Um, but it's been fun to just be able to come and, and get our foot in the door, and hopefully sometime we'll actually be able to serve. But we're cooking again on the 28th, so uh, the kids will get to have more fun with that. Um, what I love about it is... Uh, and my hope is that it continues. We live around the corner. And so every Monday, when I'm driving to go get kids from McCaskey or taking people, we always see the line. And it's just so important for me that we came to this church and we're involved with our neighborhood and we can serve the people here. And um, we're so thankful to be a part of it. Thanks.
2: Well, you'll get a different experience next time because it's shepherd's pie. So you won't have to make any sandwiches.
3: Thank you to everyone who spoke this morning. Um, we really couldn't do these meals without a tremendous support from many, many of you in the congregation. And I'm grateful that um, folks were willing to share a bit about their experience this morning. Both of us have been involved in the community meals at East Chestnut Street since well before we each started attending here. Rhoda served meals with Living Light for many years and then cooked meals for East Chestnut Street for several years. I coordinated the meals at Blossom Hill, did a lot of the cooking, and helped to serve. We want to give you an overview of hunger and the need for this meal, as well as the entire network of community meals. And we will talk more fully about all of this in the second hour, which we hope you'll attend. So, as you can see on the slide, food insecurity is defined by the U.S. Department of Agriculture as the lack of access to enough food for an active and healthy life. And this can include both short-term and long-term issues. That's chronic poverty or a short-term loss of a job. Many different causes of instability show up as food insecurity as people are forced to make trade-offs in their budgets between major expenses like rent, food and transportation. And with inflation, we're seeing that at a major, major level right now. Over 1.1 million people in Pennsylvania are food insecure. In Lancaster County, 47,150 people are food insecure. And one in 6.5 children struggles with hunger. And I would just note that that is a higher level of childhood poverty in Lancaster County than many of the surrounding counties. So how do you plan for a community meal when the numbers look (laughs) like this? (laughs) As you can see, predicting meal numbers is pretty tricky given the generations we've seen this last year. The early numbers were definitely low because of the holidays and increased SNAP benefits from COVID, which were still in effect. Those SNAP benefits ended in March. In our work at PRC, where we talk to a lot of social workers every week, we've heard that this, is an, this increased need throughout the year has been really common. We've now plateaued a bit with 180 to 190 meals at the beginning of the month and 215 to 225 at the end of the month. The highest we've served in one night this year was a fifth Monday, and it was 237 meals. Meals across the network are seeing similar peaks and valleys.
2: This is mapping every week of our meal this year that we've had so far. And we will send all of this out on listserv afterwards, so you will be able to see this more closely or go back through some of it. So I also wanna talk a little bit about the history of our community meal, as well as the network of community meals in Lancaster City. The meal at our church has been happening for 22 years. And although a few community meals were happening before 2001, East Chestnut Street was part of the first wave of churches that were organized by the Council of Churches to cover weekday suppers in 2001. Currently, every meal of every day is covered in Lancaster City. We know of at least 16 churches and organizations that have hosted one of these meals in Lancaster City since 2001. The meals have shifted through the years, but many of the original sites, including us, are still operating. Each location runs slightly differently, but most are a group effort of partnering churches who come in and help the host church. This year, East Chestnut Street has 26 partnering churches and groups who are helping put on these meals. Our best guess is probably 40 to 50 groups have helped us at some point or another throughout our 22 years. So these are the other locations currently in the Lancaster Community Meal Program. East Chestnut Street is part of this larger system that provides a massive social service in our community. It's a loose network that provides a free meal for every meal of every day. These partners each hold up their corner so that food is always available for anyone who is hungry. If you're ever wondering about where these meals are, the website ourcommunitymeals.org is a website that PRC maintains with the current community meal schedule, and you can also download a page that is a printout that you could hand out. We normally have them here on Monday nights to hand out when we see new faces who don't know where the meals are.